navigating your way into the real world after school, college or university can be a daunting task. You might know what you want to do but just don't know where to start from or you may not have the facts to help you decide what you really want to do. Inasmuch as I believe that embracing the uncertainties of life is part of the process, I strongly believe that you don't have to dive in blindly or start from scratch because other people have been where you are and you can learn from them. Welcome to the School Leavers Roadmap Podcast, a podcast that brings you insights and first-hand experiences from different amazing people to hopefully equip you with actionable strategies to make informed decisions and seize opportunities as you figure out your life. Not only that, on this podcast, we debunk myths, review untold truths, and give it to you straight so you don't learn things the hard way because experience is the best teacher. I'm your host, Lyndon Sindano. Let's dive in, shall we? What is up guys, it's Linda here. Welcome to today's episode of the School Leavers Roadmap Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So in today's episode, we'll dive right back into the academic segment of the podcast as our previous episode was under the Beyond Academic segment. So today's guest is no other than Max Ranirongo, who is a radiology student currently studying in Morocco. Apart from being a student, he also gives out wallets and loans to people who need them. So if you have some financial issues and you need some financial assistance like a loan or something like that, then Maxwell is your guy. For you to be able to acquire the loan, you must be able to repay the loan in a stipulated time, which is within 30 days. You must be a Zambian with a valid passport. And you must also pledge collateral with the equivalent value to the required amount. If this sounds like a good deal to you, then you can contact Maxwell on the following lines plus 212-6242-10430 or plus 212-6242-10388. I'll also leave the link to his Instagram in the show notes so that you can DM him on Instagram if that's what you prefer. So, in today's episode, Maxwell shares with us his journey from when he left secondary school to how he found himself in Morocco, the ups and downs of this journey, um, the tips and tricks which he can give people who um, want to follow the same path, meaning people who considering studying in Morocco and also the mistakes he made he shares with us in this episode and how you can avoid them and so much more so if this sounds interesting to you let's get into it Maxo how are you doing uh, I'm good myself Linda how about you I'm good thank you okay so let's get started with this conversation. Can you tell us a bit about your personal background? Like where are you from? Where did you go to secondary school? And basically how did you find yourself in Morocco? 
I'm from Zambia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to, to Lundazi Secondary School for my secondary education. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, after that, uh, that's when, uh, after the results were out, I, I made it. Yeah, that's when uh, I applied for the Moroccan scholarship and I was picked and uh, here I am. So uh, that's uh, my, my short background. Okay, so you said you're studying on scholarship. How did you get to know about the scholarship? Did you always know about the scholarship and how to go about the application process or maybe knew it from somebody else? Yeah, so uh, I first, I first uh, knew it from, uh, from a friend who, who is also here in Morocco. Okay. Uh, he, was apply he was applying for the Russian scholarship. Mm -hmm. And uh, sadly, unfortunately, he was... Uh, he wasn't picked, okay. yeah, but uh, yeah, life life always gives us uh, a second chance. He applied for the Moroccan scholarship. We applied together, and um, he was picked. So uh, that's how uh, I knew it. Okay, good. Okay, so just uh, talking about scholarships and how you get to know them. Do you think there is a way in which somebody who does not have a friend or know someone who made it or who somebody who was successful in being awarded the scholarship, like how can people know about these things if they don't if they don't know anybody? Like, is there a way to know about it? I think yes, because uh, the higher education mostly post uh, their adverts on uh, Facebook, okay. on uh, on Instagram. So, uh, and I think now the world, I think almost everyone now, mm -hmm. almost everyone, is now on Facebook and on. Instagram. So the best thing to do is to, to follow them. Okay. So like what is the name of their page on Instagram and Facebook? Uh, it's a high, higher education uh, loans and scholarship board, but uh, it's a, uh, it's an abbreviation. Uh, H-E-L-S-D. Uh, -E uh, is it like that? Yeah, it's an abbreviation, higher education loans and scholarship board. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks. So now that you knew about the scholarship and then you knew that you wanted to apply for the scholarship, how did you go about the application process? Like, how did you prepare? What did the low, high education loan and scholarship board require from you for you to be able to apply? And how did the whole application process happen? Uh, so, um, yeah, the, requirement, the, the requirements will be listed in the, in the application form. But the most uh, thing which is an issue is the passport. Okay. Most of the people don't have a passport. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, even even myself, I didn't have a passport, but uh, you can apply with a receipt. Once the advert is out, you can go to the passport office. Mm -hmm. You apply for it, they will give you a receipt because for a passport to be out, it's one month. For a Zambian passport, it's one month. So yeah, it's okay. You can apply, you can, you can apply with the receipt. Okay, so basically what you're saying is that if you see the advert and you do not have their passport. You shouldn't say like, okay, I cannot apply. You can go and apply for the passport. And then when you pay for the passport, they give you the receipt and you use that receipt to take to the BC, right? Exactly. To the higher educational loans and scholarship board. You tell them like, okay, my, my passport is being processed, but I have a receipt which can prove that I have it. Is that right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is the passport the only like issue for you? I've also heard about like there's this document which they call the study plan or synopsis. 
um not i don't think everyone know knows what that document is and how it's supposed to be written can you shed more light on that so uh it's a it's a, it's a synopsis in, in in simple terms uh we can say a study plan okay mm, so a study plan uh, is the summary of uh of, uh, what what good is it it's something like that, like what good is it going to bring to, to, to the country, the course you are applying in? For example, I'm applying for medicine. Mm -hmm. I have to state in my synopsis uh, the importance of uh, doctors in Zambia. What benefit can I bring if many people study medicine abroad or if I study medicine abroad what, myself, what, what benefit am I going to bring to Zambia? Okay. So basically you're saying mm -hmm. that a scholarship is kind of like more of an investment, right? Well, you have to prove that why should they invest in you basically? Like, are you worth the investment or not? That is what you explained in the study plan, right? Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So now that you apply for the scholarship and basically you were accepted, which is why you're in Morocco right now, right? How much do you think marks matter when it comes to the scholarship? Because some people, maybe they might want to apply, but they feel like their marks are not really... They don't feel like the marks are enough. Maybe they feel like, maybe I have average marks and maybe I might not be picked, so maybe I should not even try. How much do you think marks matter for the scholarship? Yeah, that's a very good question. So, uh, yeah, marks matters. Uh, it's a uh, yeah. They state everything there. Uh, for example, if I'm if I'm applying into an engineering program or a medical program, I must have uh, a three and a grade of three and below in English, mathematics, mm -hmm. uh, chemistry, and physics. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, for you to apply for you to apply in in something uh, something which uh, which demands science, you must have those marks. But for something which uh, demand, uh, for example, you, are, you want to do a business course, I think they, they, they mostly consider English and some social, uh, social, social subjects. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, we have also heard people say things like, oh, don't even try applying for the scholarship because like those people are very corrupted. If you don't have connections, you don't stand a chance. You should not even try. What would you say about that? Okay, the the motto of the the, the higher education themselves, uh, it's uh, it is possible. Mm -hmm. It is possible. So don't let anyone, uh, just don't let anyone to discourage you. Try your luck. Yeah. You never you you never know. Just try your 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 luck, and uh, whatever people say, it's not it's not right. Here we have a lot of people who don't have connections, who don't know anyone from the higher education. Yeah. yeah, it hap it happens. Some of them, yeah, some of them are, you know, like some of them know, and that's their, yeah, that's their advantage. But it's not always like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. I think that can help, like people calm down if maybe they're trying to apply, and then they feel like, oh, maybe I don't know someone, maybe I just lost my resources. You never know what can happen. Like you can just try. And as you said, like the motto of higher education loans and scholarship board, which is responsible for the most part for giving scholarships to Zambian students in Zambia. If you're a Zambian listening to this, uh, you can go and apply there. And their motto is, it is possible. And indeed, it is possible. People get scholarships even without knowing anyone.
Yeah, so now you apply for the scholarship. How do you know that you have been picked? Like, do they call you? And what is the next process after the whole application thing? Uh, they, will, they will call you. They will give you a phone call. So you make sure you put uh, the number, which is uh, which are valid there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, if they don't call you, that's basically how you know that you haven't been picked, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So what was next after they called you? They call you for interviews. Is it interviews or maybe you were doing something else? Ah uh, yes. Yeah, they called me when I was uh, when I was helping my mom. I picked up their call. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, yeah, I was uh, invited to the interviews. Then uh, that's how uh, I went there. How did your interviews go? Were you intimidated? Were there like a lot of people in the interview room? And can you kind of tell us like what questions do they ask during the interviews? Maybe to kind of help people who are interested in applying. Maybe they've already applied and they have been accepted, but they just don't know what to expect. Like, what kind of things can you expect to be asked in there? Okay. Uh, they just ask you general questions, questions which uh, they can ask in an interview. Like, uh, introduce you, they will first ask you to introduce yourself mm-hmm. and uh, tell them about yourself, of which you will say uh, just a little about your background. Okay. Then after that, they will ask you why you want to study that course you have applied in. Mm-hmm. I think that's what then uh, some other questions they'll be asking you according to how you, you are responding. Okay, so now, after the interview, like how do you even know like you, you did well for the interview? Because um, basically my question is, how do you know like, okay, now I think I have been selected for the scholarship, like now the DLC, they can come down and stop looking at other options. Uh, after the interview, so it's the confidence you 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 were having. First of all, it's the confidence you were having uh, mm-hmm. in the in the interview, yeah. because uh, those people who communicate with they will communicate with you. And uh, for me, for myself, I knew that I was picked because uh, I had I had put in everything and the confidence and how they were asking me question, how I was responding, I was on point, and uh, they were even enjoying. So you get to. You just get to sense like what whatever I'm I'm responding or how whatever we are communicating, the, the people here are listening. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So you can kind of get like the vibes in the interview room, right? Yeah. But after that, how can you be sure that you have been picked? Do they call you again for the second time or they send you a message or like what what happens uh, during your process? They they call you. They call you. Okay. Okay, cool. went through the application process, you passed the interviews and you did everything, which is great. Now, did you have a lot of time to kind of like prepare yourself for going to Morocco? And how did you prepare yourself? Did you have friends in Morocco which you asked like, what should I expect? And maybe do you even have people who work for you that side when you go? Like people who are going to work for you at the airport and stuff? Yeah, there are, there are some agents, yeah. Uh, yeah, from the organization here, we are, we are, we, which are, which is responsible for us foreigners. Okay. Yeah, they vote for us. But for me, I had a friend here who could uh, help me with, uh, I would ask about the food, the weather, everything, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. the activities there and then. 
So do you have to pay the agent or they help you for free? They help you for free. And where can you even find these agents if you don't have a friend? Uh, do they send like a list of students who are coming to Morocco that particular year like so that they should expect you? Or how do you find that? Uh, the agent is sent. The higher education will communicate with the, with the organization which is responsible for us here. That, okay, we have sent our student. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will arrive at, at this time and uh, you'll find... You find some upon reaching you just find some agents already they have they have reached they are even carrying a they have even just maybe written like zambia on on, on a paper then you just follow them like okay yeah mm-hmm. it's, they will give they will give you just some signs like okay it's it's us they are waiting for mm-hmm. okay so uh what happens if for example i get i guess like when you leave zambia like you leave zambia and then you arrive in morocco you probably will arrive in the capital city of morocco but what if you're not studying in the capital city? Does anyone like help you move from there to where you're supposed to go? So here we, yeah. So here we have, uh, we have the executive. Okay. Uh, it is, yeah. It is called Zasam. What is it called again? Zasam. Zasam. Okay. Mm, which is a uh, Zambia Association of Students in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're the ones who are basically responsible for all these things. Yeah, all these things like upon reaching, yeah, you they will, they will, it's 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 a proper it's a, it's a proper organization like uh, we have the president, the vice president, and it's a, it's a it's a proper structure. Okay. So they will tell you, the senior students will tell you uh, everything which is required. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's good. And they will guide you. Okay. So um. Before you go to Morocco, before when you are still in Zambia, but you know that you have been accepted for the scholarship, do you already know where you're going to study, like which school you're going to study at, or maybe you first go in Morocco and then the issue is sorted out that side? For Morocco, it's a it's a different type of scholarship. Okay. For example, it's not always that you apply in medicine that they will give they will give you medicine. There are limited spaces for each and every every program. So. At times they might even give you they might give even give you a program you don't want, mm-hmm. uh, but you can come and change here. But it's not uh, certain that they will give you what you want. So like we just adjust and learn to accept. Like for me, I came here for general medicine, but here I am. I'm doing radiology. Like you get to think, okay, let me just do something which is uh, related to mm-hmm. to yeah to to what I came for. To what I came for because the spaces are limited and uh, they only pick few people for general medicine. Okay. Yeah, note that and they don't follow any criteria or what they just pick at random. Okay, these are the people who, who applied in medicine. Mm-hmm. They pick maybe two girls and two boys at random. So who picks like the universities in Morocco? Because like you are in Zambia, right? You apply mm-hmm. for a scholarship, you apply maybe for general mm-hmm. medicine. And they pick you for general medicine. But when you go to Morocco, you, do you have to go and apply again? Like, do you apply again to the schools by yourself? Or maybe just applying at the higher education is enough? Just applying at the higher education is enough. And the courses, the program will be out before you even uh, come here. So that you, you'll be, you, they'll be out and whatever they have given you, the risk will be out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can come and appeal here. Of which, like, it's not, as I said, it's not every time that they'll... They'll give you whatever you you want. Okay. So uh so most most what happens is that uh, yeah people 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 change to if maybe they are they for me like they haven't they didn't give me general medicine I changed to radiology which is at least similar to that so people yeah people at least try to adjust mm-hmm. in such a way. Okay, so before coming to Morocco when they accepted you 
what did they say you were supposed to go and study in America? What, did they say radiology or like did they say medicine? No, no. For me, I was given a, a class preparatoire, which is a BCG, a biology, chimie, and, ge- and geology in, France, in French. Okay, so what, can you kind of like give us a translation in English? Uh, it is a, it's like an NS, okay. but uh, it's, 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 it's specific, uh, like this, bio, this biology, chemistry, and geology. So that's the interpretation I can say. Okay, so that one was like, a, it was like the preparation for whatever you wanted to study. Preparatory class, yeah. Okay, yeah. but you did not know what you were supposed to study after the preparatory class, right? No, you don't know because uh, they give you according to your results. But if you do well, you can decide. Uh, if there's what we call Moya, which is an average in English, an average school, okay. and they they put you like they put all the students according to the yeah to the classes, mm-hmm. to the to the yeah to the classes and according to their ma- marks. Mm-hmm. So like uh, for example, if you are, if they have given you something high and you and you have gotten high marks and they have given you something. And you want something low, you can get something which is uh, which is low. But when you are low, you can't get something which is higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. you are saying that when you apply for the scholarship in Zambia and you are accepted, like maybe the higher education is kind of applying for you to Moroccan universities and then they'll pitch students at random, right? And then they'll tell you like, okay, maybe you do this preparatory course. Then after doing it, that is when you choose what you actually want to study. Is that right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you are right. Okay, so when you decided that you wanted to study radiology, what criteria did you use when picking schools, and how many schools are you allowed to apply to? Like, were you checking, like, okay, for me, mm-hmm. choosing a school, maybe I want a school in a big city, or I want a school which is in a city where the lost, the cost of living is low, or and how are you choosing, like, which school is good for you? Because sometimes you're just searching, but schools... I think to some extent they might lie to us because at the end of the day, education again is like a business, right? So everything which maybe they're going to write on their websites, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. That's what I think. Not everything might be right. So for you to be able to choose, even when they do that, okay, maybe what they're saying might not necessarily be the exact truth. How do you come to a decision like, okay, I think I'll apply to this one? So for me, that doesn't matter, but uh, I wanted uh, a city where things are cheap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I, I followed that, okay, let me go to, uh, I'm in phase, if anyone who is in Morocco is, uh, might uh, listen to this uh, podcast, I'm in phase. Okay. So I choose, uh, I choose phase because uh, the life here is easy, things are cheap. Okay. How about the education system there in your school? Like, do you think it's okay for you? Are you satisfied with them? Yeah, every uh, here everything is okay, and uh, here, me I take it like uh, school doesn't matter because in Zambia, people unless you are saying you want to to to, to stay here, mm-hmm. but uh, people in Zambia like the higher education once you you graduate, like it won't matter. Mm-hmm. It won't matter because even them they don't know about the school you went to. They just know that you were sponsored by the Moroccan government, therefore you went to to to, to a good school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you have to learn the language in Morocco 
and if you do which languages do you learn for how long and how was the language learning process for you if you have learned the language so uh french yeah here we use french mm -hmm. that's the first language okay. yeah even though here in morocco it's an arabic country they speak uh, arabic a lot mm -hmm. but um the university language is uh is french mm -hmm. okay and how long did you learn french uh six months do you think six months was enough for you to be able to learn french no 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 it wasn't enough but when you go to faculties yeah you you will start learning and that's that's uh where the the the, the big problem is when you don't uh when you don't put much effort uh, in learning the language mm -hmm. you have a lot of struggle after you people you go to the your various faculties when you're in morocco mm -hmm. okay so when does even the academic year start there did you guys manage to reach on time uh, do people in general reach on time there for them to be able to learn uh, yes for french we we reached on time here mm -hmm. it was november 2019 yeah. but the academic year here that's uh in september the actual academic year not the french academic year the actual academic year Okay. Of course, it starts in, in September, but for French, most it's are in no November, December, somewhere there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then this, this is where people who study on scholarship, some of them have heard that they have, they did not know that they had to study in the language of the country where they went to. So like, what is the situation in Morocco? Do you just study language for you to be able to communicate with other people or you study because it's the language in which you'll be learning, like the medium? Yeah, it's the language which we'll be learning. Like in, in schools, we learn in French, we, we, we write in French, we learn in French. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So when you learn the language, do you think like the language you learn is enough for you to be able to go and understand like what the lectures will be explaining and for you to be able to make notes or something? Uh, for the first year is somehow difficult yeah? mm -hmm. but uh as you yeah as you move on you start understanding mm -hmm. okay. and how was like the settling in process for you uh did do you give like did the academic the higher education loans and scholarship would give you like money for settling and also how much like just an average or approximate amount do you think is needed for a person to be able to settle in that side and what are the kind of the things which happen when you're settling in just for, for, for people not to miss anything like when you go there what do you have to make sure you do so that you don't have any problems mm, yeah it's most risk to keep well the money otherwise the money which they give us is a, is a lot so you just have to, to take care of yourself first for the first year at least like uh don't envy things just be be normal and yeah afterward after you are just after you just settle in you are settled yeah, you get to decide how you believe in. You see the life here, what to eat. Yeah, the like you, 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 you start getting used to the to the currents here. Mm -hmm. Then all will be well after that. Okay, so um, when settling in, what kind of things you do? Like, do you have to do a visa? And actually, speaking of expenses, like what things do you have to spend money on? Of course, except from food. Do you have to pay for the hostel, or maybe the hostel is free? And what kind of things does the school offer to you, apart from the education? Uh, here in Morocco, it's, uh, it's different. It's very different. Here we, we rent. But uh, yeah, there are people who, who are staying in um, government hostels, but the spaces are, are very limited. Mm -hmm. 
so we 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 rent so you have to to program yourself we rent we pay our own bills mm -hmm. so you have to to be programmed What should someone who wants to come to Morocco expect? Like some of the things which you wouldn't know if you're not there, what should they expect in general? Like um, people talk about racism. Do you think like Moroccan people are racist? And do you think it's something which someone should worry about? Here in Morocco, yeah, there is uh, racism, but uh, it's it it is not that much. Mm -hmm. uh, it is it it isn't that much. Okay. Okay, and how about jobs? You know, some people like they like maybe having to do like multiple things apart from school. Maybe they want to make some extra money on the side. Do you think it is possible for students to be able to find like jobs in Morocco and stuff like that? Yeah, it is possible, but it, it is not very easy because here we learn French and these people speak uh, Arabic a lot. So there are jobs which you must know. Are, most of the jobs you must know Arabic. Most of the party job jobs like you can't be a, a waiter without knowing their 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 many language mm -hmm. so most you you have to know the leisure but yeah there are there are jobs which are there which some students are uh, do okay you can do them even if you don't have a work permit yes you can do them okay so what did you have like any myths or do you know of any myths about morocco and any kind of Give us the facts about those myths. And also, do you know any untold truths which maybe you kind of wish you knew these things before coming to Morocco and just nobody told you about it and you discovered it when you reached that side? Ah, for me, there are just few. For me, like uh, what I expected mostly, like uh, what I expected which turned out not to be true, mm -hmm. like uh, is about money. At times you get this, and it's myself. Not not anyone, it's just myself. You get to be low, they give us a lot of money, but here, whatever they give us, it's not a lot here in Morocco. Okay. How about, um, do you have any special advice for people who want to study radiology there in Morocco? Just specifically for them. Okay. Yeah, so here, here, radiology is not even that difficult. Eh? Mm -hmm. So uh, if, you have, uh, if you have a passion for radiology, yeah, it's good and the spaces are, are a lot. Okay. So if you want to study radiology, you can apply direct radiology or if maybe like you do you do like me, you apply for medicine and they don't give you, you can come you can come to radiology still or choose any other course which is possible to change to, which has a lot of spaces. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then also the last question, did you feel like you made any mistakes during your application process or your journey from from applying to for scholarships up to now currently, is there something you wish you did correctly? And what can you tell people about that so that they don't make the same mistake? For me, in my application, I think there there is no mistake. But uh, I just wished when I was in my French year, I just wished I concentrated much. Uh, yeah, I concentrated much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, oh, in oh, you know, now uh, now I know like it's it's not that difficult. But I just wished because the first year is is very complicated. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I also wanted to ask after you get into the Moroccan school, is it do they expel people or maybe when you go there you are done like this until you finish? I don't think there is anyone who has ever been expelled. Mm -hmm. Here, the way it is is uh, when you, f for example, you fail a lot, 
they would just the Moroccan government would just stop giving you money, but you will still be in school. How about the school fees? Will they continue to pay for you and stuff? Here, school is free. As in free education? Yeah, there is free education here. Even Moroccans themselves don't pay unless it's a private, uh, wow, private university. Okay, okay, that's nice. And do you guys have like any kind of connection with the embassy in case anything happens to the student? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. Okay, I think we have come to the end of this conversation. Maxwell, thank you for coming to the podcast and for sharing your journey with us. Yeah, and I hope you have learned a lot from you. Uh, you are, you are very welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, so this is the end of the podcast, and I hope you have learned one or two things from this. If you want to apply for the Moroccan scholarship, be sure to. So to follow the Higher Education Loans and Scholarship Board, which is H-E-L-S-B, it's HELSB as an abbreviation, and you can kind of be checking all the page if there's any advertisement, and any advice you from here, you can use it during your application process. If you don't have a passport, or don't worry, you can go and apply for the passport whilst you're applying for the scholarship. We give you a receipt, and you can use that receipt to go and apply for the scholarship. As much so say like don't feel like you do not have any lacking maybe um since you do not have any connections or anything like that you won't be able to go for the scholarship. They might pick you, you know, and when you go in the internet, just be confident, give them the energy and the vibes which are needed to be there and everything will be fine. Yeah. Also there's a link in the description. You can use that to Subscribe to the podcast so that you get notification when a new episode is uploaded. And also follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page for more engaging content. See you and remember you don't have to do everything by yourself because experience is your best teacher.